Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. You're listening to Your Financial Mission with Janine Theus. I'm Mark Haywood, joined by Janine Theus today. She is the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors, serving you. She's your local financial commander there in Columbia and Howard County. And as always, we thank you for listening to the podcast. You can always check us out for more. For more podcasts online at TheusWealthAdvisors.com. Janine, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Well, it might be when you're listening to this. It could be pouring rain. We hope it's a beautiful day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful day right now. So if you're not listening now, then sorry, can't help you. Well, Janine, on this beautiful day, I have a question for you. This is a popular one that I think we get a lot. And that is, are you ready for retirement? People want to know if they're ready and they want to get into a conversation to know kind of what that time frame looks like and if they have what it takes to walk out of the office. I mean, that's a scary thing. If you think about it, it's really permanent employment. So what can you tell us about that? What kind of happens when you have that conversation with people? Well, there are a lot of people who reach retirement age who say they don't want to retire. And so for some people, they actually do love their jobs. They love the people, the interactions, the work. And so depending on the type of job or career, these people can sometimes find a way to work part-time and still stay engaged and love that. And that works out really great because then they're building in, you know, purpose and life balance and that works out great. For some people, some business owners especially, you know, who I am is connected to what I do. Even for non-business owners, a lot of people will, especially men, men are more prone to this. Who I am is what I do. And if you're not doing something important, then sometimes the feeling is you're not important anymore. And that's a big fear for some people, the perception of becoming irrelevant. For others, they should keep working for another five years if possible because it adds up on the back end. And the only way to successfully transition here is to realistically evaluate your numbers. You know, what's your expected lifestyle? How do the numbers and your expectations line up? For many people, stepping into retirement is going to mean stepping down in your lifestyle. So you have to be okay with that. But, you know, most people, at least in our area, a lot of people actually are working into their 60s and late 60s because they want to. And I think that's what we're seeing as a culture is more people want to stay engaged. So talk about that a little bit, Janine. I know you're not a psychologist, you're a financial planner. So we want to be careful what we're getting into there. But talk a little bit about the emotions that come into it, the thought process. I mean, it seems like you're saying there is a divide among men and women, how that topic is approached, that confidence. And it sounds like that confidence comes from different places. So maybe unpack that a little bit. Well, typically women, I think because, well, especially if you have children or hobbies, women are more prone or likely to have more hobbies, more going on, more circles of engagement, friends, whatever, volunteers, things like that. 
the men that don't do something outside of work, a hobby, an involvement, a volunteer situation or whatever, are the ones that are most prone to being less happy in retirement because they haven't figured out what they're going to do next. Whereas most women just find something else to do. (laughs) There's always something to do for us. And until you're probably in your late years, and I still see women are very engaged in their 70s and 80s. If you're not, then you do tend to kind of sink into that, I'm irrelevant, I'm invisible. A lot of women will say that in their later, later years. I've become invisible. Well, my word of advice is you're only invisible if you decide you are. So stay connected. So especially for men, stay connected. Find the hobby. If you don't have one now and you're 60, find one. You know, whether it's you take up fly fishing. I know a guy who just took up fly fishing 10 years ago. Oh, that's nice. Get any, outdoors. He, yeah, he didn't know anything about it. Now he's a, you know, he goes fly fishing. Sure. <laughs> so there are so many opportunities. There's so many groups. There's so many opportunities to volunteer. There's no excuse for staying home and doing nothing except kind of uh, wallowing in a pity party because that doesn't help you. And that can affect your retirement significantly. So, yes, there's a financial, a serious financial component to stepping down, if you will, from the workaday world. But you, there's an emotional component as well. And we don't often look at that. It's almost like you have to answer the question, what are you retiring for, not what are you retiring from? You have to retire to something. And retiring to yelling at Fox News and CNN every night does not constitute a healthy lifestyle. You have to have something to do and you have to be ready for that next stage when it comes. But on the flip side, the dollars and cents are important. Do you find that there are people that are just ready to get out of the office? Maybe they have that dream of fly fishing or volunteer work, but they're just not financially ready to do it? Oh, yeah. But that requires a a pretty healthy and realistic look at the numbers. For those who are actually financially able to retire comfortably but might lack confidence, the answer is you've got to evaluate your numbers. For mo- most people, especially today, don't do a budget. It's interesting how many people don't. So they have no idea what they're spending now. So then it's difficult to project into the future if you don't know where you know the money's going now. So confidence, either way, is going to come from understanding you know your gozintas and gozoutas and then a realistic expectation of returns and risks for portfolios and the income strategy. And so that's really where confidence comes regardless of whether you're ready to retire or not. I would say on the other side of that is people who are ready to retire as soon as humanly possible, but they're not in a financial position to do that. Again, it's called delayed gratification. (laughs) You have to do the numbers. We all have things happen along the way, our 30 to 45 years of working life. And if you've been drifting along with no plan, then it shouldn't be a surprise when all of a sudden you come to the decision tree with little or no resources. And for some people, they're just not where they expected to be because they really never sat down and did the numbers. So one of the most important considerations is what's your expectation for lifestyle? Can you live on 50000 or 65000 a year when you have been living on $150,000 a year? So it would be helpful to create that budget so you can see if you can stick to it as you're going into retirement. So what do you do? I mean, how do you help people find a solution to that issue of having to work longer or having that plan in place? I mean, I know it's one thing to 
tell somebody, hey, you need to find a hobby and you need to get out and do something. But it's another to, I mean, arrange those dollars and cents and kind of help them determine what their situation is. And so, you know, how do you come to those solutions? Well, you're familiar with the comedian Kevin Hart. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's got a, a skit about staying in his financial lane. It's, it's pretty funny, but it's really true. First, you have to understand what lane you're in. And then you've got to drill down to current income, projected income, inflation, and taxes. What and where are the assets from which you intend to take an income? How will that affect Social Security? And what is your Social Security benefit? And how should you coordinate or take it? Depending on the age difference between you and your spouse, there may be some opportunities, although Congress took away a few of those opportunities. That's really important because you start stacking from various places and you end up having more of your social security taxed. That's not optimum, but it's what's gonna happen to a lot of people. I use a financial tool that allows me to have conversations with clients about all of these pieces and it shows them visually what will happen given certain assumptions. So sometimes we just put in the numbers and the assumptions and I don't have to say a word because the amount of red that shows up, red being the shortfall from what's expected, is all that's needed for someone to say, I need to work a little longer. So I don't have to tell the client that they come to that conclusion. And then it's a conversation of, okay, how do we get to where you want to be? But most people don't have a sounding board because they're going it alone. So Janine, give us an example of a time that you've helped somebody work through that issue of figuring out what financial lane they're in and what it looks like for them to retire one day. So I had a couple come in recently, and oh, probably over a year ago, actually, and he wanted to retire because they want to spend more time with their grandkids. So we did this exercise, and there was red that came up, but it was it was within striking distance in terms of he want if he wanted to. And so we went back and forth and back and forth, pros and cons. And my goal is to just help people understand what the reality is. So if they make the decision to go ahead and retire, they're okay, they're prepared for that, rather than it being a big surprise. So about six months after we started the process, he came back and said, I'm retiring. <laughs> so All right. I said, okay. And then the husband, I, and that's the other thing, is I wanna make sure both husband and wife are on the same page. And both of them were, and she says, we're okay living on X amount. And I said, fantastic, because that's the goal. Right. Is for you guys to be okay with where you are, where you're going, what it's going to look like now into the future, because you're basically both maybe 60. I think they were 60, 61. And I said, I hope for you a long, long life and enjoy your grandkids. It was a great meeting that they were both okay with the strategy going forward, which is really the objective. Right. I think that confidence is key. And I think it's important to note here that that's something you can help people achieve. I think people can view these you know, visits in your office as more appointments, like you go to the doctor and they prod around and tell you what's wrong, but that's really not how it works. I mean, you say yourself that you, know, you call the number, which by the way is 443-718-6311. That's 443-718-6311. When you call that number, you'll speak with Gracie. She's really friendly and she'll set you up to come in for a time and meet with you, Janine. And so what's that look like? I mean, it, I'm assuming it is a little different than, you know, this scary doctor's appointment. It's more of a visit just to get to know your situation and how 
you really can instill confidence in people that they can eventually walk out the door of their job to something meaningful. Like any doctor's appointment, a good doctor is going to ask you an awful lot of questions because you know, there are certain symptoms that can mimic one condition or another or, or be indicative of a condition or another. So a good doctor is really going to palpate and ask and history and all that is going to, you know, find out where you are and what you're struggling with. I see a lot of what I do is similar to that in that you've got to find out what the core, either core fear is, core objective, core projections are so that you can help people solve the problems and strategies they're trying to solve. It's not my opinion that matters. It's what I bring to the table in terms of helping you solve the financial puzzle. Right. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. And I think that's important to know that, I mean, you want to, you want to get to know people, you want to be able to really help them kind of what's at the bottom of those fears. And then more importantly, what, what they can do about that. I mean, there are solutions to these problems and they're often not as scary as you think. You just have to take that initial step to come in. And so that's why at this time I'd invite you, if you've enjoyed this podcast, to subscribe online, listen to more. Again, you can find them at theuswealthadvisors.com or to call that number I mentioned. It's 443-718-6311. That's 443-718-6311. That's a great way to get a hold of Janine and set up your visit with the team there at Theus Wealth Advisors. Come in, find out how you can have solutions and find out if you're ready to retire, find out when that time will be and in a retirement with a peace of mind that you too can experience a meaningful retirement. Well, Janine, we thank you for joining us today on the podcast. This has been another edition of Your Financial Mission. <music>